Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello there. Um, my name's uh, Dr. Gareth Bryant. I'm the uh, acting CEO of Wessex LMCs, and um, I'm with one of my colleagues today, um, Will Howard. So, Will, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, my name is Will Howard. I'm a GP in South West Hampshire, and I'm one of the medical directors at Wessex LMCs. Thanks, Will. So today we are going to have a, a conversation about the Health and Social Care Select Committee inquiry into general practice. So this came as a bit of a bolt out of the blue for many of us, having just had a partnership review um, led by Dr. Nigel Watson. Um, we now seem to be having another review into the state of general practice. So, Will, what's all this about? Well, as you say, seems like we've been here before and not in the not too distant past. Um, this is a, a, a select committee inquiry into general practice and select committees often hear about them on the news. A select committee is where the government puts aside a series of uh, uh, government officials to look over a whole area um, in our society. And in this occasion, it's about general practice. And Jeremy Hunt, who we remember being a previous health secretary, is chairing this select committee. Um, and uh, it's designed to overview what's going on in general practice now, where the problems are, and what can be done to solve it. So uh, ending up with a series of solutions that might potentially shape government policy in general practice in the future. What do you think, what do you think the main lines of inquiry will be? So uh, we all know the current hot potato is about face-to-face -face appointments, and that's been a, a real driver for political headlines in the last couple of months. And I think out of those headlines has come the requirement for the government to answer the public's unrest uh, and the press's unrest. And so they're very much going to be looking about access into general practice, but also they want to look at what are causing the problems in terms of demand, in terms of workforce, um, and in terms of what we could be doing better organisationally. And, and there's a whole series of areas which they want answers to. Uh, and I think the main headlines here are going to be mainly access, workload and workforce. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. It's, I think many of us, I certainly feel it myself, and I'm sure many of the people listening to this podcast will, will feel really frustrated that they haven't really looking at themselves in this so they're looking at what's wrong with us but not really looking at what they've done that's caused this so you know i take everybody back to the financial crash in 2008 and the decision to to um to be in austerity since 2010 and effectively have pretty much flat funding if you remember they they said that the nhs budget was was protected but what they meant by that was it wasn't cut and actually, we all know that the NHS, to be sustainable, you need, an inf you need a, a rise of somewhere between 3 and 4% per annum. And that's what the NHS has averaged ever since it was um, brought online in 1947. And yet we've had either, either zero uplift or very small uplifts for 10 years. So we are now probably around a, a third of the funding that we would be if we'd had the inflationary or, or uplifts that, we, that we've had ever since the NHS started. So... There's a massive funding issue. And alongside that is a huge, huge failure in workforce planning. And, you know, one of the things that utterly frustrated me um, a few weeks ago was when Sadi Javid just drops into conversation that they've, they've dropped the target of 6,000 new GPs, which we all knew they weren't going to reach. But how you can have a central policy, which they went to election on, 
and then casually throw that away in a parliamentary inquiry discussion is just extraordinary. But, you know, we are where we are, as uh, as we often say. Um, so I think it's important that we, we when, when this inquiry starts, that, that we don't just make, it's not just about us, it's about what their role is as well. Sorry, that was a bit of a speech, but I've got it off my chest now. Um, so tell me about tell me about what you understand are the sort of timescales and how people can take part in this inquiry. So this is uh, we have a, a submission deadline of the 14th of December in terms of timescales. So in great NHS fashion, I think we're all quite used to tight timescales these days. Um, we have until the 14th of December to submit um, our own personal views on what we might want to say to the, uh, the inquiry into general practice. And um, then there's also the need for organisations to put in under the same timescales by the 14th of December. And I think I would, just to reflect on what you've just said, Gareth, is that this is our call to arms now. This is our opportunity to really go and uh, give our opinions to the government and to let them know what we think will make uh, our systems work better. We know general practice better than anybody else. We work in it every day. And we know what makes it tick effectively. We know what doesn't work. Um, and I think it's really important to make sure our voice is heard in this. So I would really urge anybody listening to go out and let everybody know about this inquiry. Let your colleagues know, let your practice managers know, um, let network directors know so that they're able to go and, and input into this. Because the more people that are saying the same thing, the more boxes will be ticked, which will uh, equal a loud voice for general practice. And this is a, a real opportunity for us. Mm. I mean, I guess the conspiracy theorists will be straight on to that this is the end of the independent contractor model and that actually this is, this is a mechanism where they can collect evidence to actually do that. Um, I'm not so sure about that. I think, um, I think the evidence is that actually good general practice is still hugely effective and efficient um, and probably the most efficient part of the NHS. Um, so I think they, they, they lose that at their peril. I was intrigued about, in some of the things that I've read, about a, a focus on the role of continuity in the inquiry. Yeah, I agree. It's, I think it's a really... I think the question they've asked is whether we feel continuity, uh, whether anyone inputting into the inquiry feels continuity is, is a benefit to patients, to GPs and their teams working in primary care, uh, or whether it's something that it's potentially going to be lost if uh, we change the way the general practice. And so I think it's a, a question that is key to delivering effective primary care. Is continuity something that we think we want to hang on to? Um, and that's a, a personal view. My personal view is continuity is key. It's the birth to death GP role of, of caring for patients, their families within a community. And we don't want to lose that in general practice by changing the way it's delivered. Although uh, not changing, uh, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, uh, but we don't want to not change for fear of, of a lack of change leading to our demise. So that's why it's important to feed in. What do we want to change? What don't we want to change? And that can be an answer. There's always a risk with things like this, that, that we end up telling everyone what's wrong. And I think that one of the responses we need to be careful of in this is, is I would urge you again to add to your own response is a series of potential solutions. If you can think of a problem, what would you do to solve it? How could you uh, uh, help solve problems in your own practices and in general practice at a larger scale as well? Yeah. 
yeah i think that's right and you know it, we 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 should ask for what we genuinely want and i think for now this is you know this this is not about money um it's around resources it's around safe working um and it's about risk as well i think both clinical risk um i think the way we're working now is is very difficult from a clinical risk perspective and i don't think is is sustainable and also from a business risk as the model becomes more unstable the business risks obviously increase um and you know we need a we need a solution to this because there's been so little investment in primary care infrastructure if if we try to address that that's going to be introducing a lot of risk for a diminishing number of partners and how sustainable is that so that's part of something that that needs to be worked through with this inquiry so what are we doing as an LMC, Will? Um, so we're listening to our constituents. Part of the role of the LMC is to, to listen to constituent practices and, and your representatives who form the committees. And um, we're listening to them and finding out what they want us to say on behalf of all GPs. And we will formulate a response on behalf of uh, the three main areas who we represent. And we will um, make sure that the information that is passed to us is represented in an organised manner and hopefully with solutions that will be palatable uh, to the inquiry. Um, we hope that uh, all the information that we receive from our, our constituents will be able to be put into uh, quite a simple uh, template. I think the process of putting your, uh, uh, putting your information into the inquiry, there's quite a lot of rules. If you read the website, it says it shouldn't be more than 3000 words and it shouldn't have carry any images. It should only be up to 25 megabytes in size. So that's important if you are making a submission of your own, make sure you have a good look and read of the website. And if you go onto the LMC's website, you'll be able to see uh, a link to where you can deposit your own uh, response to the inquiry. Um, but it also carries information on how you can do it in the effective manner. I'd, I'd hate to think that lots of people submit uh, um, what they'd like to say, but actually it has an image in it, so it gets uh, thrown out immediately. So have a good look at the rules and regulations that surround um, uh, putting some evidence into a select committee, and then write your documents, and then it can simply be linked into the website. It's a portal which will take your Word document. Okay, that's really helpful, Will. I mean, we're trying to make this as simple as possible for people to do it. I think it's quite interesting that they've asked for it in a Word document, rather than a pop uh, rather than a, um, a, a box filling form on the web which is what I what we I think we're used to dealing with um, which might make it easier for some people but certainly will make it harder for others and so I think we, we we're just keen to provide any support that we can for people to complete I mean we're encouraging all GPS to give their own feedback um, and we will certainly as will have said give our give our LMC um, uh, response to that. So, okay, well, is there anything else we want to cover today, do you think? I think the most important thing is, is think about what general practice does want. Uh, make sure that everyone involved in general practice receives this message. If you can share the message and direct people to our website to have a look at it, where they, they can therefore put in their own response. Don't forget your nursing teams. They, they have a very, they need to have a loud voice as well. I've mentioned practice managers. Also, uh, thinking about PPGs, patient representative groups, patients who you trust and, and make sure they know about it so they can have their voice as well is another one. And, and have a good look at what it is they're after. Try and answer the questions they're after and make it solution based if you can would be my summary. Yeah, and the deadline's tight. 
Yeah. So just to remind everyone, the deadline for submission is Tuesday, the 14th of December. So we're recording this now on um, Monday. We'll sit. Thank you, Will. Um, so the deadline is very tight. And I would say that um, any submission is better than no submission. So even if time is very tight and you feel that you, you, you know, you might not be able to do absolutely everything, then submit something because the more people that respond to this, the better. So thank you, Will, for, for your time today. Um, we'll, we'll put the podcast out and uh, information, as Will has said, is available on the website with various links. And we're trying to make this process as easy as possible um, for everybody to take part into this inquiry into general practice. And I guess just final question, Will, is, is do we have any idea of timescales for publication? Uh, no, they've given us a tight time scale to uh, put our own uh, uh, put our own information in, but haven't told us any more beyond that at this point. So uh, as soon as we get anything at the LMC, we will, of course, let everybody know via our newsletters and through our website as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks again for your time, Will. And thank you for listening. Thanks, Bye. Sarah. Bye. Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice.